Ladies and gentlemen, from the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace and Justice, Deacon Gerald Salenti. Hello, this is Deacon Salenti of the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace and Justice. Oh, there's so much going on around the world. Uh, the International uh, Monetary Fund came out this week and warned of a growing crisis across the planet, people not having enough money to buy food. And you could thank the COVID war in part for that. And of course, the Ukraine war. The COVID war in the sense that they made up these mandates and lockdowns based on only political science, not real science, having to stand six feet apart or depending on what country you live in, a meter and a half in Europe and different countries in Europe and locking down places and telling them what time of night they have to close and what time in the morning they could open. All made up, all made up. And they've destroyed the lives and livelihoods of billions. So now the implications of that are being felt around the world. And then of course the Ukraine war. And the Ukraine war just keeps heating up. This past Thursday, the Secretary of State of the United States, Anthony Blinken, a boy that, when you look at his track record, he supported every war that the United States has fought since he's been involved in the government, which goes back many, many years. Never talks about peace, and now he said that, um, this is from antiwar.com, that there will be no change to U.S. policy of supporting Ukraine, despite the warnings coming from Russia. He was speaking at the U.N. Security Council meeting this past week, and he said, quote, that uh, it was up to Putin, that's not the quote, it was up to Putin to put an end to the war, and that the U.S. will continue supporting Ukraine, quote, because if Russia stops fighting, the war ends. If Ukraine stops fighting, Ukraine ends. That's the language he uses. And this is the person that's playing our Secretary of Defense. But of course, they have a murderous track record going way back. Remember that guy Colin Powell that held up that fake little colon of nothing, saying that that little thing was proof that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. I'll never forget that day. He did that at the UN as well. And the people believed it. A lie. An outright lie. Blinken goes on to say, that's why we will continue to support Ukraine as it defends itself and strengthens its hand to achieve a diplomatic solution on just terms at the negotiation table. Listen to his language. That's why we will continue to support Ukraine. Who is this we that he's talking about? And who is he to speak for all of us? It's tyranny, not democracy, with this kind of language. And this is coming from somebody who has supported, as I said, 
the Syrian war, the Libyan war, the Iraq wars, the Afghan wars, all the murderous wars. But this we of Blinken, that we will continue to support Ukraine war, he doesn't fight no war. What's his support that he's talking about? More deadly weapons to keep bloodying the killing fields. Yep. Blinken, by the way, has only spoken with his counterpart one time since Russia invaded Ukraine on 24 February. And that was only about how they're going to have a prisoner swap. Blinken said the Security Council, quote, should send a clear message that these reckless nuclear threats must stop immediately. Blinken criticized Moscow for the referendums of joining Russia that will be held in Russian-controlled areas of Ukraine, which are actually starting this week, and Russia's efforts to annex more Ukrainian territory is another dangerous escalation as well as a repudiation of diplomacy. The Russian foreign minister also addressing the Security Council said, quote, what's particularly cynical is the position of states that are pumping Ukraine full of weapons and training their soldiers. Lavrov, the uh, Russian foreign minister, said Ukraine's Western backers, quote, want to wear down and weaken Russia. And that's exactly as we know that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has said. He said that he wants to see a weakened Russia. Could you imagine if Russia said they want to see a weakened United States for the Vietnam War? the two Iraq wars, the Afghan war, the Syrian war, the Libyan war, supporting the Yemen war of which Blinken went over to Saudi Arabia to give them, quote, strategic advice. And the United States selling the Saudis billions of dollars of deadly weapons to create the worst humanitarian crisis on earth in Yemen, according to the United Nations. And that's not in the media at all. The hypocrisy of this is overwhelming. The West wants to destroy Russia, said President Vladimir Putin this past Wednesday. The purpose of the West is to weaken, divide, and ultimately destroy our country. They are already directly saying that in 1991, they were able to split up the Soviet Union. And now the time has come for Russia itself and that it should disintegrate into many mortally warring regions and regions. He went on to say, we talk about the aggressive policy of a number of Western elites who are striving with all their might to maintain their dominance. And for this purpose, they're trying to block or suppress any sovereign independent centers of development in order to further brutally impose their will on other countries and nations to plant their fake values. 
He goes on to say, I consider it necessary to take the following decision. They are fully adequate to the threats we face, namely to protect our motherland, its sovereignty and territorial integrity, to ensure the security of our people and people in the liberated territories. The majority of people living in the territories liberated from neo-Nazis, including the first of all historical lands of Novorossiya, do not want to be under the yoke of neo-Nazi regimes. And that's what they're claiming. And the German news agency showed this past week Ukrainian vehicles with swastikas on them. Putin goes on to say, the Kiev occupation regime has created a deeply enchiloned line of long-term foundations. Directly assaulting them would have resulted, this is what he's saying, that they didn't, they could bomb Ukraine into oblivion as the United States has done in Iraq. Did everybody forget Fallujah and all the other cities in Syria that the United States and Afghanistan that they bombed into oblivion? Directly assaulting them would result in heavy losses, which is why our units, as well as those of the Donbass Republic, act competently and use the military in order to protect personnel. They, step by step, are liberating Donsk, clearing cities and towns from neo-Nazis and helping people whom the Kiev regime has turned into hostages and a human shield. But we don't hear about that. We only hear the one side. Lvov, their foreign minister, also said the U.S. is teetering on the brink of being party to the Ukraine conflict. Today, Western states funnel weapons and military hardware into the neo-Nazi regime in Kiev and train Ukrainian armed forces. NATO and U.S. weapons are used to fire at Russian territory bordering Ukraine, killing civilians. The Pentagon does not hide that it is providing Kiev with intelligence and target designations for strikes. We've recorded the presence of American mercenaries and advisors on the battlefield. Russia is at war not only with Ukraine, but with the collective West. That's from their defense minister this past week. At this point, we are really at war with the collective West, with NATO, and vice versa. With NATO and with the collective West, stressing that Russia was successfully finding ways to counter weapons being supplied by Ukraine by the West. As we talk about this, we mean not only weapons that are supplied in huge quantities. Naturally, we find ways to counter these weapons. We have in mind, of course, the Western systems that 
there exist. In other words, beyond the weapons, communication systems, information processing systems, reconnaissance systems, and satellite intelligence systems. So the, the NATO and the United States are at war, and we are close to World War III. And speaking of murderous American actions, U.S. bombs Somalia say it killed 27 fighters of al-Shabaab. What is the United States doing in Somalia? Oh, they're a threat to America, the al-Shabaab. Well, the U.S. military portrays al-Shabaab as a major threat due to its affiliation with al-Qaeda, but the group was born out of the U.S.-backed Ethiopian invasion that was launched in 2006, and al-Shabaab didn't declare loyalty to al-Qaeda until 2012 after years of fighting the U.S. and its proxies. That's according to antiwar.com. Like the Mujahideen that was created by Jimmy Carter and Brzezinski to fight the Russians in Afghanistan, that became al-Qaeda. So if the Somalians wanted to kill somebody that they didn't like that was in the United States, and they sent their armed forces into the United States, that would be perfectly acceptable, wouldn't it? Of course not. That's the hypocrisy. We are, World War III has begun. If we don't stop this, the nuclear exchange is going to happen. And on Friday, the Kremlin said that they are open to talks with Ukraine. Their press secretary said, and it is needed to achieve our goals, but as we have already said, we do not see any prerequisites for negotiation process. And they went on to say Ukraine left the negotiations several months ago. And the Russian Foreign Minister Lvov noted that Moscow had never dismissed the idea of peace talks, warning, however, that the longer this process is delayed, the harder it will be to reach an agreement. And in July, late July, we had noted that Vladimir Zelensky said that they would refuse to negotiate with Moscow, claiming that they would not stop until Russia gets, quote, smashed. Ukraine is being smashed. It's being destroyed. Several million people left the country. There's no talk about peace. Not a word. Not a word. Not a peep. And then 17 members of Congress on Friday told the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to speed up a Pentagon security review of Ukrainian requests for large, armorable drones. That's according to Reuters. Large, armorable drones. More money, more weapons to keep the war going. A war that would have ended months ago if the United States and NATO 
didn't supply billions and billions of dollars of weapons. And again, as I mentioned about Blinken saying what we have to do, a federal judge ruled on Wednesday that federal school masks and vaccine mandates cannot be enforced because, quote, liberty interests of individuals outweigh any interest generated by the mandatory administration on vaccines. Judge Terry A. Darty, in his 27-page opinion, he quoted James Madison, quote, the accumulation of all powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary, in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elected, may justly be pronounced the definition of tyranny. And that's what we have, tyranny. We've lost our freedom, and that's why we formed the godly church of the universal church of freedom, peace, and justice. To live in the spirit of God. Again, anyone that supports war supports Satan. If you support peace, you support your God. Please do what you can to support the universal church of freedom, peace, and justice. Because if we don't unite for peace, and you know we're doing everything we can, we are going to die in war. World War III has begun. It will end with the nuclear devastation of the planet. Amen and a women.